see you a lot, uh, you know, kind of playing games with the quarterback in the middle of the field. And I, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, it's not something I'm sure you always did. I mean, you, you didn't play safety most of your career. So how, how different is it? And how do you, how did you prepare for it? How do you get ready for that? And, and what's that like? I think it's a lot of fun disguising. I mean, I didn't play safety my entire career, but I was, I was a, a slot, a nickel, a star player. And if you ask a lot of quarterbacks like Colt, if you might, I might ask him if he can't figure out what I'm doing at practice, he might look at Darnay to tell what our defenses may be. So I know for sure in Tennessee, I was doing a lot of fake blitzing, blitzing, lining up in a blitz. There's no way he's going to blitz if he shows it and actually blitz. So there's a way to show pressure and stuff. So I kind of got, got um, used to that. And then in Tennessee, we had Dean Pease come over out of retirement from Baltimore. And I watched a lot of Eric Weddle film. And I was like, man, if I play free safety one day, I'm going to be all over the place like Eric Weddle. And in New England, we had a lot of complex disguises. So I just really wanted to bring that here. I really had a lot of freedom to play against the quarterback. And I don't even know if I was on the screen last game. I was so deep and doing so many different things to, to make Russ hold the ball an extra second, to make him confused on what we're doing, give our pass rush extra time, give our coverage a little extra time. Um, so sometimes that's what you got to do for the betterment of the team. And I think I've... Yeah, I've been coming pretty good at it and want to continue to do it. When you do the fake blitzing stuff and going back and forth, do you pre-plan that? Do you kind of dictate, do you just go with the flow? I think it's a feel throughout the game. You try to switch it up throughout the series. Um, I think it will be similar to a quarterback switching up his cadence to get people to jump off sides or switch up his, his code words, switch up his – I know Peyton Manning made a living out of switching off his signals where the signal might mean something. Uh, one series and the next series, it's, it doesn't mean that. And um, – I know, for instance, like in Peppers' sack last game, I told him, I said, just line up in the – you do so much fake blitzing and bluffing, just line up in the blitz. They're not going to believe if you just line up that you're actually coming because who would do that? And he lined up and he went and he destroyed everybody in the backfield and it worked out. And he was like, man, you're a genius. I'm like, sometimes you got to – if you're going to play poker and bluff, sometimes you got to actually have the cards. Sometimes you got to show what you have. So I think it's a combination. We do it based on the quarterback. We do it based on series. We just do whatever – we feel like it's going to make him struggle from series to series. Zach? Hey, Logan. Um, you know, Leonard Williams uh, has obviously had a great season on the field. Um, but J Joe and uh, Patrick Graham both have talked about, like, his personality off of it is infectious. And that he kind of, like, he, he's a really big, like, impact on the locker room in that way. Like, what, have you noticed that since you got here? Yeah, I think uh, Leonard's a great soul. Um, you know, Leonard will go out there. If we touch down in L.A., He's going to take his shoes off and, and, and he's going to ground a little bit. You know, he's going to get some grounding in. And, you know, I practice my mindfulness. So me and Leonard do a lot of this right here. And he's, he's a Zen master. So I just feel like Leonard has a really good soul. He's a really good human being in person, off the field. And he's huge. And people would think he's just like this fierce, ferocious personality, but he's not. And I just think he has a, does a good job of turning on and off on the field and, and being, um, having a good mindset and being a good person. I think. Uh, is really our defense couldn't work without Leonard, especially the way he's playing. Thanks, man. Kevin Zero. Hey, Logan. Uh, just as a little uh, follow-on, Leonard. There. I mean, he went. You know, obviously, you, you saw him on the other side of the field with the Patriots and Jets for a long stretch, and he he got a lot of flack for not sacking a quarterback enough. But he always got close and, and did a lot of disruption. I'm curious what you're seeing this year of him with the Giants with you guys, you know, and he's finishing. He seems to be finishing more. Is it scheme? Is it, is, you know, what are you seeing out of him? 
Yeah, I, I don't think sacks always tell the story. Like I tell you, this is the ultimate sacrificial sport. If Leonard caused a lot of disruption and his job is to flush the quarterback and make the quarterback get off the spot so that someone else can run him down, Tay Crowder, Carter Coughlin, and Leonard did his job. And in the meeting room, he got a plus. And in the, in the, at the end of the game, we held him to whatever, however many, 12 points, 17 points, whatever it may be. So I know we look at sacks and we look at interceptions and we look at these stats that say, oh, this guy's a great player. His PFF is through the roof and he's had an interception. That could have been a tip ball that came right to him. But a lot of guys make an impact on the, on the field because it's a team sport. So I know Leonard's disruptive. I think Dalvin is having as good of a year as anybody on our defense. And he's the nose guard getting double teamed every play, but he's taking up two blocks, causing this disruption, getting interior push. So Tom Brady's and these quarterbacks can't step up against us. He might not get credit with a sack every game, but he's just as an important. So to, to us, I mean, the stats, we don't chase them. Like I said, last game, I was, out, I was out the camera half the game, but we won. And I'll do that every game if they ask me to. So honestly, it's a team sport. And those guys, we can't run our defense without our defensive line. And Leonard's having a great year statistically, but he's having a better year for our team, what we ask him to do. And I just think he's doing a good job of buying into what we're asking him to do. And they're, they're a, a great front that allows us to do a lot of things. Just as a quick follow, a guy that you're very familiar with, Patrick Graham. Uh, can you talk about what, what makes him special, you know, you know, from what you've gotten, from where you've gotten to know him and, and uh, just, you know, what, what stands out about him to you? I think uh, he's a great human being. I think that um, he's outworking everybody. He's staying up late. He's drawn up more defenses. He has the willingness to call the defenses. Um, he has the willingness to change people's positions from game to game. What we ran last week isn't necessarily what we're going to run this week because it might not give us the best chance to beat the Arizona Cardinals, which is all we care about. So I just think his willingness to keep working, not to say, ah, I got it. I'm the best coordinator. I'm, I'm up for a head coaching job. I'm going I'm to just run what I ran last week. It was a masterpiece. No, he's going to go back to the lab, come out with 25 new defenses, and we're going to try to run them and see what looks good and what doesn't. And he's not afraid to call him in a game. And he's not afraid to ask my feedback. He's not afraid to ask my feedback, Blake Martinez's feedback, Leo, Dalvin, JB. James, are you comfortable with this? Are you comfortable covering this guy this way? Are you good with this coverage? Let's call stuff to our strengths. So he's not afraid to have his players' input on the game plan. I feel like it's a cooperative effort. But at the same time, he's up in the lab 24-7, drawing up defenses, drawing, giving us ways to win. Thanks, Logan. Hi. Hey, Logan, you mentioned uh, Jabril earlier. Is he a unique player, and why do you guys seem to fit so well together? Uh, Jabril's, Jabril's a really good football player, and we fit well together because we both love ball. Like, Jabril loves ball. Now I understand why he played three positions in college or more. I mean, now I understand why he played offense and didn't want to come off the field and returns punts. He just loves playing football. He has that joy of when you start playing the game, a six, seven, eight-year-old kid who plays offense, defense, the punt returner, the kick returner, that's Jabril. He loves having the ball in his hands. He loves physical play. He plays multiple positions in our defense. We get moved around a lot, and we love making plays, and we love helping our teammates make plays. So I'm excited for him. I feel like he's playing the best ball of his career, and it's unlocking a lot of things that he does because of the versatility in our defense. But I just think he's willing and able and selfless to do everything he does for the team put his body on the line every week, put his heart and soul, match whoever on the other team, whoever energy, how much energy Jamal Adams is bringing. I think Jabril's going to match that, if not beat it, and be our energizer plug in a sense. So I just think that um, – I just think it's really good for him. I'm happy he's playing good ball.
Thanks. We'll take two more. Uh, Schwartz and Tom Rock. Schwartz. Hey, Logan. Hey. Um, I know this is kind of down the road. It's not you know right on the radar, but your game and um, uh, the Brown game was flexed. Okay. Now, you know, you've been on teams that are in the playoff push your whole career, and it's like, you know, that's what happens, right? Everyone wants to see your team play. How do you embrace that, you and your teammates? And also, because, look, you all want to be noticed as being a good team in the playoffs, but also keep it away. You know, this is what comes with the territory when you start winning, right? Paul, you're asking about the Browns game being flexed? I did, yes. Just, just as what it means to this team is now being noticed. You guys are in first place, and you're all right, you're fighting for first place against the Cardinals. Right. I mean, it, it, it's people are noticing the Giants now. Nobody was noticing the Giants the last few years. Yeah, I mean, it means nothing to answer your question. It means absolutely nothing. I mean, we got to I mean, look, the Arizona Cardinals have the number one red air offense. OK, they have the number four rushing offense. Um, Kyler Murray is like the top rushing quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver we've seen all year. Larry Fitzgerald is a Hall of Fame receiver. They run the most tempo in, in the NFL, number one tempo offense. We haven't seen an offense that runs as much tempo as them. So the, ball, the Browns game being flexed, I mean, you know I was going to – it means absolutely nothing because I got to worry about this tempo these guys are about to give us. I got to worry about DeAndre Hopkins. I got to worry about Larry Fitzgerald. I got to worry about Kyler Murray. So that's 100% what my, my worries and concerns are. And they're turning to um, non-worries and non-concerns during the game when I prepare all week. See, that's why I asked. It means <laughs> nothing. You gave me a good answer. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity yep. to bring it back on the Cardinals. There you go. Last one here, Tom Rock. Logan, we, we talked a lot about last week about the uh, the offense having its backup quarterback, but you guys had to finish the game with your backup quarterback with uh, Blake out, out on the final drive. Uh, how do things change uh, if he's not able to play, and how were you able to come up with that stop at the end uh, with him without him on the field? Yeah, I mean, I'm the backup quarterback. I get the green dot when Blake gets down, so I'm always excited a little bit. I mean, I, I hope he's well, but anytime I get the green dot, I get to call the huddle a little bit, that takes you back to my quarterback days, so it's fun. Um, I look, I told him, hey, don't worry about it, buddy. Don't, don't kill yourself to come back here. We need you, and we're going to win this game. So I told you our mindset has been, and it's been beautiful this season, losing those games early, learning how to win. Um, losing the tight games, not finishing in two minutes, not finishing games the right way we should be. We've been finishing them. And when we play good in the red area, we play good in two minute. we play good on third down, uh, we get more turnovers, we tend to win. So we found a little formula here, and that's the formula for everybody, obviously, to play good football. And um, we just learn, we're learning. We learn from um, doing it right. We learn from doing it wrong. We learn from not getting deep enough in the end of the game, not making the right plays, not tackling. And I think we have confidence that if we're in the end of the game, we have some prior bads and goods to learn from to give us the experience to, to handle those situations better than we have in the past.